Shannon. There's Jeremy. And welcome back to Pink Notes. So, election's over. It <sighs> is not quite is over. It? Well, technically. It's kind of over. Technically, I mean, Biden like, won, Trump lost, but it's we over, still have two but months it won't of be over nonsense. Till January. It's two months of nonsense to go through. Yeah, we're, so. I mean, we were sitting here hashing out some things this morning, and we were thinking to ourselves, what kind of a shit show is it going to be until January? Everybody gets pardoned. Let yeah. all the murderers out because yeah. we'll pardon them and let them out on the streets and then blame Joe Biden. Yeah. And, you know, all of his nefarious boss People. crime pals will be out. But I got to tell you, I am enjoying every bit of all of the memes on oh, Facebook. Oh, my gosh. Too funny. Too so many much. memes. Yeah. Now, does Melania have to decorate for Christmas? Because yes. she said fuck Christmas. So does she still have to? Technically, she's a lame duck. I don't understand Just what like that means. Husband. What do you mean, a lame a duck? A lame duck. As soon as the presidency is decided and the president has been not reelected, uh-huh. he's considered a lame duck until uh-huh. inauguration. So he just kind of floats by on the next two oh, months. He doesn't really have any power or yeah. anything except for pardons and whatever he wants he to do. He doesn't have down. any power. I think he's he got does, power. He does, but he's technically, it's called a lame duck. Huh. Because he's not really in power because inauguration well, hasn't happened. Well, she didn't happened, have anything to do anyway. No, just decorate, yeah. but she's not about that. So Take care of her son. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so um, everybody at this table is happy as a clam. Yeah. But it's ooh. just a step in the well, right direction. Sorry. Some of Jer- us are, Jeremy are anti Trump, but not pro Biden. We just wanted Trump out of there. I'm still not happy about the whole situation. But Happier than I was. Happier yes. than you were. I mean, you could and I be think sad. It's just a yeah. Yeah. step in the right direction. Well, we'll so see. we'll have to we'll see. see. We'll I see did enjoy, I have out. very much enjoyed all of the Kamala Harris. Um, little uh you know um blips and stuff and the one especially where mm-hmm. it shows every single male vice president that the united states has had and it's a line of them mm-hmm. across yeah. and it's just so many and then she's just standing there yeah and then the other one that's super cute is the little girl have you seen that, that one that says uh with the t-shirt no she's a little girl it's like 1950 1960 it's a little black girl and she's walking down the sidewalk mm-hmm. and she's got her I think her baby doll with her and then the next frame is Kamala oh. and in the shadow is the little girl oh that's really and it's cool. like anybody can be vice president or yeah. president for that matter there's one with the uh, little girl of color and on her she's wearing a big t-shirt that says the next vice president is going to look like me yeah so yeah. that's so that's, that's kind of cute so anyway, also so. Kamala Harris put a black lesbian woman as the chief of staff. Oh, oh nice! Yeah. How about that? Hmm. Progress being made everywhere. That's right. People were in the streets, and you know, uh, it just, <laughs> Bill and I were in Tampa yesterday helping out with Metropolitan uh, Ministries through Bill's work, and on our way back, this big long Trump train convoy of all these flags and everything. It was right before we got, and as we were going by, <laughs> our phones went off with the announcement that he lost the election, <laughs> and we're like, why are they all just sitting there? Because they were all sitting there, and they're out of their cars, and they're all on their phones looking, and I'm like, because it had big signs that say, line up here. I think they were right. going to go across the bridge yeah. into Tampa and honk their horns and do the whole Trump thing. It was so funny, because right then, my phone went off as we are going by, and I went, oh, he lost Maybe that's why they're standing still, because they're all like looking at each other and they're looking at their phones. And I said, are they just doing logistics? I'm like, they're all in line. Just go, yeah. you know, do whatever your stupid thing you got to do. And they're all looking at their phones and I'm like, oh, they just got the notice that he lost too. So I guess the parade is canceled. Well, but yeah, right beside our house is this, Not it's not a big, it's an apartment, a mm-hmm. little apartment complex. And this man, all day yesterday morning, he's like... Bleh. <laughs> and I'm like, cigarettes and beer are yeah. his favorite things. Yeah. But then at like, it must have been around noonish or so, I hear him go, yeah, all right. <laughs> and, I, and I'm standing outside going, what is happening over there? And I'm like, could it be? Could it be the news? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> and I was like, all right. Yeah. So yeah, I was yeah. just like at home working on music stuff, and uh, I just got a text from Leo that just said, hey, Biden won. And I was like, I was like, you're at work. <laughs> like, how did you know before I did? Yeah, it's true. I'm like, I have news alerts on my phone and everything. Yeah. So I did read something that said that Biden is going to hire about a hundred thousand uh, medical workers, and I looked at I looked at Val. And I'm like, all right, here we Let's go. go. Let's go. Sign us up. Time to go. I'll be on the I'll be yeah. on the COVID <laughs> task force. Absolutely. Sign us up. That's Let's right. go. 
so the COVID death squad going around giving people the virus. <laughs> as long as they pay me. That's I mean, exactly right. I mean, That's all. They'd give me all of my he's hours. Like, Trump's gone. I don't care. My <laughs> <laughs> because that's immediately what's going to happen. We yeah. all know it. Going yeah. around taking people's guns. Yeah, are we on that, them, that yeah. squad yeah. where we go around and yeah. just march door to door like Obama was supposed to and take everybody's guns? FEMA death camps. Meeting oh all these old gosh. ladies on the rocking chairs on their porch holding their shotguns. Yeah, you know. making it legal to have sex with 12-year-olds. Yeah. You know. Mandatory that's abortions. Man- Mandatory abortions after birth. After you have your baby, they're going to abort it. Yes. Because that's, that's what, what we Biden do. and Kamala are going to do. Which, I'm sorry, isn't that another name for murder? murder? Well, so is abortion. Idiots. <laughs> Fucking idiots. <laughs> Don't even get me started. As soon as your nine-month baby comes out, they're going to abort it. <laughs> That's not even a thing. A thing. It can't be a thing, thing. you no, people. You can't. You're so. I don't think we have a lot of Republicans that listen to no, us. No. So but if they are, it's not a it's thing. It's not a thing. Oh, and I love how my Trump supporting friends are posting on there. Listen, we can have differing opinions, and we can still get along. You're the same. Yeah, like fuckers four months ago, we could not unfriended have, yeah. and blocked me, and, and now you're so like, hey, nasty. we can disagree. We can agree to disagree, yeah. and this is all great. And then I have one friend who's just, I'm stocking up on ammunition. Me and my husband are up here on the hill. They're not gonna take our shit. They can't even find you. You live so far <laughs> out in the woods. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. It's and now crazy. she's posting. Cute little means about look at these kitties and look at this and isn't the world again. Okay. What just happened? What just happened? I just woke up in a nightmare and I'm it's just true. gonna post about kitties and make myself feel better. <laughs> so anyway, oh, so we were chatting about what we should talk about this week. Yeah. And um Veterans Day is on Wednesday this month. Yep. So it's always on the eleventh. Mm-hmm. And I think that has to do with World War One. Um, why they decided to have it 11, on the 11th month yep. and the 11th, 11th day. day. Yep. Isn't that when the armistice thing It was? could be. Yeah. Like that, yeah. I'm sure we could look it up and find out for She's sure. She's a veteran. Shouldn't she know that? No, 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 no. <laughs> I shouldn't know everything military just because I was in. That's um, not true. <laughs> so it's interesting to me. We have um, one of the providers at work. She's new for us. Um, and she is a combat veteran. And that blows my mind. And she seems very adjusted and, you know, she's mm-hmm. got her shit together and, you know, she's gone back to school and she's delivering babies now. And I think she's happy as a clam. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be interesting to get her take on some of these things. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll leave that out there maybe next year. That might be part of the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but for this year, all you got is me and some, um, and some you know, information online. Stragglers. That's right. So, Interesting. I yeah. looked it up. Major yeah. hostilities of World War One were formally ended at the 11th hour That's of the 11th thought. day of the 11th month in 1918. Yeah. Bingo! Yay. When the armistice with Germany went <gasps> into effect. Nice job. At the urging of major U.S. veteran organizations, Armistice Day was renamed Veteran Day in 1954. Yep. So I think in um, in Europe, in Britain at least, they still wear the poppies. I, I think oh, they yeah. start wearing them now. Yeah. Um, as we usually a sign. do our poppies on Memorial Day. No. Yeah, on our I, Memorial Day up north, they always go around and hand out poppies for donations they, for the Legion. I yeah, so, yeah, it's kind of weird. It? Oh, yeah. Maybe for the people. Know. That's. I mean, Memorial Day. The difference between Memorial Day and Veterans Day is Memorial Day is, is for, for people those who, who have died. died. Yeah. Whereas Veterans Day is it's anyone who served. Anybody, yes, anybody and, who served. Um, yeah. So it's it's kind of crazy to me. I think it's a big deal. Um, but at work. It's kind of like just a regular day, mm. which is odd because they're, I'm not the only one. The no, new, the new veterans, midwife. Yeah. And then um, Kelly, who's mm-hmm. one of the um, administrative girls up front. She's also been in the Army. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's just, I don't know. I, I think it's a big deal. I think it yeah. needs to be recognized. Yeah. I think it needs to mm-hmm. be talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a time when nobody talked about it. Nobody yeah. cared. Nobody you know, it, it was before, I think before the the um, the wars that are going on now, Iraq yeah. and Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Back after, I maybe Desert Storm, they started talking about it, I you know, so, like a making bit. a big deal. But after Vietnam and everything? Oh, no. No, no. no. It no. was originally started to um, honor World War One veterans, right. and it was officially made a proclamation in uh, 1938, and it was known as Armistice Day. But then... Um, 
after World War II in 1954 that it was just to honor all veterans. Right. After that, so. Well, it's it's very interesting. <coughs> Goodness, excuse me. I read this um, article on Facebook, and it was talking about Anne Margaret, and um, this man who served in Vietnam. And his wife said, we never talk about it. And my dad never talked about it. Mm -hmm. My grandfather never talked about World War II. Mm -hmm. um, but he, he, um, he heard that she was going to be at a local bookstore. And he, this kind of makes me cry. Mm -hmm. and, um, and she was going to be signing her book. Mm -hmm. And so the wife was like, where are you going? It was like mm -hmm. 8 o'clock in the morning or something, and she wasn't going to be there till 1. Or I, I, I probably have some of the details wrong. He goes, well, Aunt Margaret's going to be there. I, I want her to sign this picture. And it was actually a photograph of her standing there and all of the guys in front of her. It was oh, a USO wow. tour mm -hmm. oh, wow. with um, mm -hmm. Bob Hope, and the guy was there. And, um, and so he goes, and he stands in line for a long time, and he waits. The people at the store were like, she's not signing that. She's just signing her book. And he goes, it's just one picture. Why can't she sign it? Because she's not signing memorabilia. She already said that. She's just signing her book. And the guy was like, it's one picture. Please let me get her to sign this. And she heard this. Mm -hmm. And she piped up and said, is that one of my GIs? I'll sign oh, wow. anything for them. Oh, and wow. she pulled him up there. She hugged him. She kissed him. Aww. She signed his picture. She um, she spent so much time with him. Mm -hmm. She said, I love you guys. Yeah. You can do no wrong in my book. That's right. I will do anything to make you happy. And his wife said when he came home, all of a sudden it was like a dam had opened. And he mm -hmm. started talking about what had happened to him in Vietnam. Oh, wow. And she said it was like he became a, a, you know, a happier guy. Because he could finally himself, get it yeah. off his chest, you know, and it was. She goes, "I will love Anne Margaret until the day I die," because it was all because of her. Because it, yeah, it just brought right. him right back to that, and it yep. helped him, you know, just deal with having it. her validate right. what he mm -hmm. did. Yeah, and you know, because so many people when they came back from Vietnam, spit on them, called them baby yeah. killers, called them horrible awesome. names, and didn't thank them for right. what they did, and then she's putting some validation on what he did, so that. You know, all it yeah. takes is one just little spark. Yeah. To so turn that, I mean, that yeah. was pretty amazing. I know that, you know, when Desert Storm started, um, the kid's dad, my ex-husband, he was, um, they called it a gas passer. He basically was a, um, a gas guy who filled up the jets. Mm. Well, he had to go over there while they were getting ready to start the war. Mm -hmm. And so we talked maybe once a week or something we didn't talk often mm -hmm. this was obviously before cell phones and um and so the morning before they were getting ready to go mm -hmm. and start bombing Baghdad he called me mm -hmm. he said I can't really say what's going on just I love you and we'll talk when this is over mm -hmm. he I mean I think he's got some lingering issues with that because they mm -hmm. were in bunkers for a long time yeah. You know, they they were they were fueling up the jets, and mm -hmm. then the jets were going, and then they had to run back and you mm -hmm. know kind of like get the get the um, the trucks away. Um, so it's very interesting to me. He came back. Mm -hmm. We never talked about it. We never talked about what happened. Mm -hmm. um, he did. The only thing he did tell me was about the bunkers. But when he would get together with the guys who were also there, he would talk to them. Yeah, which I think is very cathartic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but I don't think he's because ever talked to the kids about it. They would understand more yeah. about what, and he wouldn't have to go back and explain everything right. that went on. Mm -hmm. So that's probably why. Yeah. Well, it's very. I just didn't want to burden you. No, with it, of course, maybe. Yeah. maybe. And I wanted to go, mm -hmm. but I already had Brittany. We already had Brittany. She was, mm -hmm. I think, seven months old when he left. Mm -hmm. So I had volunteered to go, mm -hmm. and they wouldn't let me. And it had nothing to do with Brittany. Yeah. Because at that point, you always had to have something, um, like, s plans available mm -hmm. to care for your children mm -hmm. if you had to go to war. Mm -hmm. But they already had enough of my career field there, so they were like, you're not going, you're, you'll be staying home. Um, but, uh, complete, oh, I was thinking, I <laughs> lost my train of thought. Um, so he got home. Mm -hmm. And two weeks later, he wrecked his motorcycle, Ooh. which in my head was like he just not necessarily did he have a death wish, mm -hmm. but did he maybe need to like 
get something off mm-hmm. his head out yeah. of his brain yeah. and he was going as fast as he could go mm-hmm. came in under um, a motorhome that was driving in front of him the oh, wheel got caught under there and then it flew him into the field oh wow and the only he broke his back but mm-hmm. the only thing that saved his life was the fact that they had just um, tilled the field so it was very soft oh well that's good um, but they ended up in the hospital for three or four months I oh, think wow. yeah but anyway um you know, so I think there are, are definitely issues with people mm-hmm. who are, you know, who go away for war. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, mostly we wanted to talk about women mm-hmm. and how this affects women. So that's what we wanted to um, talk about the most. I did reach out to Val and say, I think we should talk about suicide rates with women um, veterans. And Val's like, please, God, please. let's this not talk about podcast. death again. Yeah. I, can't do, I can't do any more death. Um, but it but. is about women. And um, and so we've got some things that, that we found that have to do with women in the service. We have an intruder in our kitchen. <laughs> if you hear somebody opening a bottle and just clomping around my kitchen, hey, Bill, as long as you're clomping around, why don't you say hi? Hello. Oh! <laughs> Hello, Bill! Hello, Bill! Now get out! Yay. He just wanted me to mention that, yes, oh, um, yeah, right. Bill has a nephew who was in the Marines. Actually... When 9-11 hit, he was just finishing up his basic training as a Marine, and they were the first ones over there. So he um, was in charge of the big bladders of fuel, and he was on a turret gun and that kind of thing. So he was kind of a gas uh, fuel person as well. Um, He had a couple of injuries, sewed himself up back out in the field and injured his back, and he was never really quite the same after coming back from that. And he ended up doing three or four tours. Wow. Over there. Yeah, like he would come back for a couple of months and then they'd send him immediately back and it'd be like, oh, you're only going to be there four to six months. It turned into eight to nine months every time. Oh, God. So he spent his 21st, 20th, and I think 21st birthdays over there in That's Iraq. That's crazy. You so, know who yeah. has the least amount of women in their service? Hmm. The Marines. Marines. Yeah. Why is that? Because is it just hard? Or it is, is hard. It, yeah. It's tough. Um, and they're the first ones that go to war. And, yeah, they're, the and they're the ones in the like, you know, What do they out, call yeah. them? Dead on the beach. Yeah. You know, and scarily, it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, Not a whole lot of women see combat. A lot of women do now. Yes. But it never used to be because like that. Because 1993. And you know who I think was in charge of that? Was uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh. So okay. not only was she, she was in charge of a lot of things that had to do with women, it might not have been her. Because I forget when she first um, became mm-hmm. uh, Chief Justice. But yeah, 1993, I looked it up. They've been in the service a long time. Mm-hmm. However, they were not allowed to go into combat. Yeah. Um, and I think we talked about before, too, that um, if women were pregnant during up to a certain year, um, yeah, they you know, they in, just yeah, they, had yeah. To, they had to get out. So, I mean, but I had both kids in the service, and mm-hmm. so I was able to, you know, stay active duty the whole time. Um, but, uh, yeah, 1993, that's really, really, I mean, that was just the other day, honestly. Yeah. You know, it's kind of crazy. I mean, right. it was 27 years ago, yeah. but it seems like just, yeah, it does. just not that long ago. Um, so they were, they were allowed to fly combat aircraft. The first woman pilot in the United States flew in 1911. Oh, wow. It took the military 65 years to recognize and train women as pilots and another 17 years to, to permit them to invade the sacrosanct area of combat aircraft. Well, there is, there's a commercial now. I think it's one of the ones for like... For like a credit union or something, maybe mm-hmm. credit union. Oh yeah, and it's all the women, USAA, all these, yeah, 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 and all of these women pilots, and mm-hmm. they're not just you know combat pilots. They're like bomber pilots. Yeah. They're you know supply pilots. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. Yeah, helicopter pilots. That's, they do it yeah. all now. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, um, in some ways the playing field is being a little equaled out yeah. there rather than everywhere a lot of other places in the United States where it's not. Right. You're just not allowed to do this or it's that true. or whatever it's and yeah. It's it's super interesting. It's it was saying that during the Revolutionary War, women served the US Army in traditional roles as nurses, seamstresses, and cooks for troops in camp. But I mean, so that's when when the country started. Mm-hmm. Women were doing everything they could. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm a big reader. And, um, 
you know, when the Irish were here fighting in the mm-hmm. Revolutionary War, they always had women beside them. Women were yeah. always the cooks. Mm-hmm. They followed them all throughout the war. So it was just as dangerous. They just sure. weren't armed. Yes, exactly. So yeah. in some ways it was more dangerous because they weren't armed, Correct. but they were still in with the troops, right in there, with taking everybody. care of them. And, and yeah. then that, that, which has always been an issue, I think, with people when they talk about women in war, is that, you know, what if they get raped? You know, mm-hmm. and the same thing could be said back in the Revolutionary War. Yeah. If your man was out fighting and somebody came through, yeah. maybe it had been a while since he'd seen another woman and he decided he was going to rape you or whatever. Yeah. So when you're left at home to take care things. of your homestead yeah. in the middle of the woods or whatever. Right. Yeah, exactly. it was a dangerous time. Yeah, so. I mean, I mean, look at, I mean, this is kind of weird and off, off subject, but the women in the west who went out and who settled the west with their yeah. husbands and yeah. their husbands would be going out to fight the indians then or just you know, out for days trapping yeah. and hunting and then and, yeah. next thing you know native you know the native american indians would come up and then and they've okay Pillage. you're my woman now you're my woman now <laughs> yeah. there have been stories of uh white women who were taken yeah. by the natives and some of them lived with yeah, them sure, sure, they sure. took them in and lived with yeah, them and fell in love with and, them yeah. and eventually you know that's what we do that's what you do um but it says some courageous women served in combat either alongside their husbands or disguised as men back in the Revolutionary War because that's well, how you bad know, they wanted to fight. Well, I mean, look at Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. That's, that's not, not a true story. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. Anyway. It's just, it's just a story. And just there just were story. there were some that operated <laughs> as spies as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. The Matahari and all the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Lieutenant Annie G. Fox, She it looks like she served from August up... Oh, Wait, what? Oh, no, she lived from 1893 to 1987, um, was the first woman to receive the Purple Heart for combat. She served as the chief nurse in the Army Nurse Corps at Hickam Field during the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor on December 7th, 1941. Um, There are a lot of women who have gotten the Purple Heart, Mm. but you never hear about them. No. They show the guys, you know, they show Mm -hmm. the presidents putting it around their neck. I have not once seen them put it around a woman's neck. And there's a lot of them. There are 500 women who have been awarded the Purple Heart. Oh, wow. Right? And we don't know any of their names. No. I don't know any of the names of the Purple Heart winners that are male. But, but I mean, I think we should at least have seen them. pictures or right. have some news. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I have uh, an article here. It's called the, um, it's not the U.S. military, but it's the Russian military. Mm. Um, they're called the Night Witches. Have you heard about these? I did women? hear about it. These are the, um, uh, it was a World War II German nickname for all the female military aviators of the 588th Night Bomber Regiment, known later as the 46th Taman Guards Night Bomber Aviation Regiment of the Soviet Air Forces. Hmm. They would go out and they would drive, they would fly bomber planes mm-hmm. and bomb the hell out yep. of, um, bomb the hell out of people. And their planes were so noisy and so loud that when they got over <laughs> Germany, they would actually cut their engines, coast down Holy over cow. top, drop their bombs, climb out onto the wings and out of the front, and manually turn the propellers to restart the engine, That's amazing. climb back in, and fly them down to safety. Holy cow. Yes. So they were called the Night Witches because you never heard them coming. Wow. They had these contraptions, these uh-huh. old... Planes that are just clunky and loud, and yeah, they actually cut the engines, climbed out of their seats, restarted the planes, and the one, the leader flew, I want to say she flew like 288 missions just Holy on her cow. own. Yeah. Yeah, they're called the Night Witches, which so I think the, is just, it, and so, you know, they were Russian, but they were basically in charge of killing a lot of Nazis. So hats off to these night. Yeah, witches. and that's what I was going to say God too. Bless. The fact that people thought Kill that women couldn't be in, yeah. you know, in in the military or, you know, fight in wars. That's just mm-hmm. crazy to me. Yeah, yeah, they were uh, female fighter pilots of World War II, 1943, um, 1941, 19 through. They yeah. were just in charge of. Russia sent them out, and they had three Russia, uh, Stalin issued an order to deploy three regiments of female pilots, one of which became the Night Witches, wow. which were Russian pilot women, um, you know, that went and just killed Nazis in the night. They were the Night Witches, and God bless. There were some tough cookies. Yeah, absolutely. Climbing out on the plane in the middle <laughs> of the night, That's number awesome. one, pure darkness. Yeah. Silent, 
bombs just dropping from the sky out of seemingly nowhere. It's so odd to me. I know this is going to be a tangent. It's so odd to me that Russia, we we were on the same side with Russia, and Mm -hmm. then suddenly we weren't. Yeah. After the war was over. It's like, "Mm, nope, we're done with you. Yeah. Yeah, that has a lot to do with U.S. Policies? Oh, how we like, like to use people and yeah. just toss them. <laughs> so they're like, guess what? Now we're going to become a bigger power than you and we're yeah. just going to ruin Because also like JFK and Khrushchev had like a secret phone call every single night. Oh, the Cold really? War like was like popular. Uh-huh. Like, what am I trying to say? They talked uh-huh. way more than people thought they yeah, did. We, yeah. So there was not really much of a threat. Actual Cold War. Yeah. Oh, and, and I see what seemed, you're yeah. saying. Yeah, like yeah. It, it was more of just hostile negotiations mm. for however long it lasted. So um, I have this other little factoid. It says, as of 2013, about 300,000 women have deployed since 2001 for the Afghanistan or Iraq wars. Wow. That's a lot of women. That's a lot of um, women. More than 150 were killed in action, mm. and about 950 were wounded in action, including injuries not inflicted by enemy forces, which makes me think, hmm, she might have used that gun wrong or maybe tripped over a a rock. I'm sorry, I am not trying to, like, make it seem like I don't think that everything they've done is amazing. So that was, sorry, that was in bad taste. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I mean, that's a lot, right? Mm -hmm. It is a lot. So it just blows my mind. I think... If I was not going to be in the Air Force, the other service I would be in is definitely the Navy. Because yeah. you kind of got that whole big ship mm-hmm. as just kind of keeping <laughs> you safe. You're a boat person anyway, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just keeping you safe. What about submarines? Would you do a submarine tour? I have a little claustrophobia issue. Yeah, I don't think I could do it. I don't know that I could either. I'd ha- I mean, I'd have to... It would have to take some serious mind mm-hmm. action going on for me yeah, to be Yeah, God there. bless anybody who can do that yeah. submarine thing. Because I have a friend. I think my nephew, I think my brother's really? son, he's in the Navy, yeah. and I think he did the whole submarine thing. No, yeah. I don't think he did submarine. Did he did not no. do submarine? I don't well, know. I think, though. Do you that, have to do, like, no. a little bit? You no. don't have to? Mm-mm. There are specific people that do specific yeah. jobs. Um, but I uh, I had a friend, mm-hmm. and he would he was a submarine guy, nuclear submarine guy oh wow and so he was in i think for i don't know eight years maybe just four he wasn't in for a long time Mm. but smart smart guy when he got out he got the craziest nuclear jobs you've ever heard about and they paid him so much money Mm. and all he had was his background in the nuclear sub nuclear sub yes please please let me do that yeah but anyway um i know i mean i know a, a there's, uh, I have a stepsister. She was in the Navy. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I think she was on ships, but I don't think she was ever on subs. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of friends who were also in the Navy, again, on ships, but not on subs. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, I could be wrong, that they put women on subs yet. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. So that's definitely something to look into. Um, so, you know, Veterans Day has gotten better, like I said. I mean, anytime someone finds out that I was active duty, that I was in the service, I always get a thank you for your service. And I tell Kevin all the time, I'm like, I have no idea what the answer to that is. Val has the answer to the subs. The Navy lifted its ban on women on submarines in 2010, starting with officers. About 80 female officers and roughly 50 enlisted women are now serving on subs. That was as of 2017, and the numbers are expected to climb into the hundreds over the next few years. So that was in 2017. So now that was something that just recently happened. Yeah. There's another question farther down. Does the Navy use submarines? Who's asking that? (laughs) You're so dumb. So anyway, so when people say thank you for your service. I don't know what to say. Mostly I say, it was my pleasure. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Is that okay? That's nice, okay. yeah. Best time of my life. Really? You should You're going to oh, send me you. to Japan? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to then send me to Germany? Okay. okay. <laughs> you send me around the world and teach <laughs> okay. me a skill? Yes, please. Well, I remember when I was in basic training, because, you know, I was 18, mm. maybe just turned 19. When did I go? January. Uh, yeah, still 18. So, um, (laughs) so I was in basic training, you know, and you're super busy Mm because it's not just like running through, you know, all of the obstacle obstacle courses courses and stuff. It's getting uniforms. It's getting a shit ton of shots in your arm Mm -hmm. with, with the idea that maybe one of those shots is going to split your arm 
wide open, <laughs> straight down the middle, because they're guns. Oh yeah. Not not just needles yeah. and syringes. They're like, they're like guns. <laughs> yeah, because they're like one through the. And of course, as you're going up and getting in line for your next stop, somebody's like, "I heard that it will split your arm in half." I'm like, "Please stop talking. Why would you say <laughs> that? Split your arm in half like, like a real gun. Like shoot it. Like it would and it burst would, it yep, open. Yep. So anyway, so that was happening. So we got that. We got uniforms. We got we got all of those things. Um, we also had to sit in in uh, you know classrooms, mm-hmm. and we had to learn about the Air Force. We had to learn about its mission. We had mm-hmm. to do all of that stuff. So I must have been there. I, I mean, we're there for six weeks. So I don't know how often we got paid. Maybe once a month or every two weeks or something. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, they gave me a paycheck, and I was like. Why would you give me a paycheck? And they're like, because you're in the Air Force. I was like, yes, but I want it to be here. Well, this is what we do. We pay you. You don't just volunteer to do it for free. (laughs) I thought you did. I did. Just go in and they just take care of all your meals and your clothes. It's true. They did all of those things. I had a place to sleep. I had clothes. I had shoes, even. And so then, you're like, why do I need I my money? Okay. Money. And so then I was like, what do I do with my money? They're like, how about if we open a bank account? I was like, okay, <laughs> what a great idea. Let's open a bank account for this silly, silly, <laughs> silly girl. dumb girl. <laughs> it's like she's never seen money before. What is this? Currency? What do I do with this? Backwoods of Alabama. Barber? Um, <laughs> and, then, and then we went to our technical school. Mm. So we're in basic training for six six weeks then we go to technical school so i was in san antonio we got to go downtown i think one time Hmm. and then i got orders to go to denver which i thought oh my gosh i'm so excited my actually my grandfather had been stationed there as well and i thought that was so cool so we'd go to denver and not just me but like three or four girls that i had gone to basic training with Hmm. And then we got lucky because one of the girls was from Denver. Oh. And she had a car. Oh, man. <laughs> and now you have money. Money. And, and a, a car. With a car. Holy cow. And I have nothing, no bills to pay. And I've got all this money that they keep giving me for some reason. It's true. Well, this is kind of a funny story. And it kind of goes along with it. As women in the service, mm. you are responsible for keeping your weight down. Oh, yeah. That's a big deal. I don't think I've ever told this story to you guys, but so my roommate at the time, she and I were in the same job. We had gotten the same job. We were in basic training together, and uh, her name, I'll never forget her name. I don't know why. Her name is Paulette Minus, and she was from Savannah. Oh, wow. And um, she was one of the most beautiful girls I've ever seen, this just beautiful black girl, just as funny as she could be, Savannah accent like you read about. Oh, yeah. She and I were so, like, we were like two peas in a pot. So we get to, before we left basic training, they weighed us. Mm-hmm. And I guess we were on the cusp of being heavy. And so they said, when you get to Denver, you tell your commander that you need to be weighed and put on the fat girl program. Oh, and I was geez. like, okay. <laughs> sure. So, so Paulette and I get there. And I don't know how long we're there for. And she might remember this differently. But I remember we went into the office of the commander. You know, you knock, mm-hmm. scared to death, little airman. Mm-hmm. You knock, he lets you in, and you stand in front of his desk and you give the old salute, Sir Airman Newell at the time, and she was Airman Airman Basic Newell, I think, and she was Airman Basic Minus, are here. Mm-hmm. I said, Sir, they told us that we're chunky chickens and we need to check in with you. He goes, <laughs> He had some, <laughs> some guy with him too. It might have been a first sergeant or something. He goes, He goes, What? I said, uh, sir, they told us we were chunky chickens and that we needed to check in with you. <laughs> For the fat girl program. He's looking at us and he goes, you girls look great. Get out of here. We flipped around. Popped, and... Wait, we popped a salute, flipped around and got the hell out. <laughs> and we didn't have to get weight again, at least while we were there. But then once you get to your, to your current duty station, you get weighed pretty often. It's, oh, wow. Yeah, it's awful. And, and it's harder exercise. for women to keep weight off than it is for men. Yeah, that's after, just a, I mean, that's just the basic that biological that's fact. The way we're yeah. built. So I remember when after I had the kids, I had six weeks to lose the weight. Mm. That was awful. I mean, the only bonus was I was young. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I was 20, 
23 when I had Brittany and 26 when I had Nathan. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a little bit easier, but I was barely eating because mm-hmm. I didn't want to be put on the program. The program means that you have to go and weigh in all the time, and it's a pain in the ass. And go Extra work out with other people. And the whole, yep, yeah, yep. I didn't want that to be me. I was lucky that... Um, Oh, the days were young and our metabolism was so yes. much faster. <laughs> and that, you know, my boss, you know, a couple of times they were they were easygoing guys and they were just like, listen, you just got to get the weight off, you know, we'll give mm-hmm. you a little bit of leeway. But And then too, you know, being women in the service, I remember breastfeeding the kids mm-hmm. and I'd have to go into the bathroom to try to pump mm-hmm. during the day because it was too far for me to go home. Mm-hmm. Um so that was that was hard. I mean, I think that there's just a lot of things that at that point, mm-hmm. this was 1989, when things just weren't set up for women. Yeah. You know? I think it's gotten better over I the years. I do, too. That, yeah, yeah, they make more sure. accommodations yeah. and things like that. So Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, it was, you know, the best nine and three-quarter years of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I when I was in Japan, I got to go to Korea for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um I went home a couple of, uh, one, maybe just one time. Mm -hmm. And then when I was in Germany, um, the kid's grandma on uh, their dad's side, she came to see us one or two times. Oh, wow. And so, you know, we went to Belgium, we went to Luxembourg, we went to, Mm -hmm. we went and saw where, where um, Hitler in Berchtesgarten would like stand outside the window and wave Mm -hmm. and stuff. It's mind numbing. Yeah. You know, so... If, if people are not sure what they want to do for their life, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, at, and they're women and they're just not sure that college is for them and, you know, yeah. doing a retail job or anything. I think everybody should definitely look into, you know, serving in the service. It's there are there are jobs where you don't have to go to war. Yeah. You know, because not everybody wants to go to war and maybe die. But you can still, there are still other ways to serve your country. There are. Yeah. yeah. And it's a great way to help pay for college. The Coast Guard. Yeah. I mean, the Coast Guard, those guys are pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Right? I would like to go hunting for people with drugs. Yeah. That would be fun. But you have to swim. You can't keep them. No. Oh, right. (laughs) Shit. Uh, (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) I don't want to do it. Tangent of Oregon legalizing drugs. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. What it what it was we were talking we were talking about this the other night crack is legal it is that's <laughs> true yeah so <laughs> I'm like what is somebody this had thing? a peanut butter sandwich with crack on it in one of the memes something like, uh, like Dave Chappelle yeah. going his little going back to our conversation we had about like therapy with psychedelics yeah. and that kind of stuff like mushrooms are now legal like legal legal in oh. Oregon uh, everything's legal in Oregon weed is legal. Small amounts of like hard drugs are legal. I don't understand why you can, you can possess why? them, but you can't. You can't. What? What is the deal? Uh, no, I was telling you that uh, using drugs is like illegal. nationwide is not illegal. Like is not illegal yeah. using them, but you can't possess them or um, sell them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or buy them. Just take everything you have in one fell swoop. Yeah, the act if somebody of somebody <laughs> else is shooting the act you up of smoking crack <laughs> is not illegal. Oh. Possessing, Possessing crack, crack, selling crack, is, is illegal. Making no crack that's the, is all that's illegal. That's the how oh they get you. Oh my gosh. You can use it all you want. <laughs> you just can't have it in your. So I said, so somebody else has to hold your crack pipe. Your fall <laughs> guy has trouble. to hold your crack pipe. They're in trouble, but you still that's get what you That's the oddest thing. But yeah, yeah. Uh, legalizing drugs is universally, because several countries have done it. And, and it's e- it makes life easier. Universally leads to better oh. treatment programs, reduced drug use, uh, reduced so death. So it does not surprise me that Oregon has done it. Yeah. However, it does surprise me that Oregon's in the United States and has done it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. Oregon's just blows like its my own mind. little country yeah, or really something. Is. It just yeah. does whatever the hell it wants. And then but you've also, got all the militia and all these yeah. crazy white supremacists that are living They've in got, the woods. And then you've yeah. got and then they're all hopped up on crack. So that's <laughs> to just go not another a good layer thing. deep. They did this entire program and set up the infrastructure using their legal weed money. <laughs> oh, good. <Yeah>. Thanks. <laughs> there you go. Well, Brittany, you know, my daughter, mm-hmm. she t- she sends me a text the other day. She's like, so, Mommy, we should be seeing you in Arizona anytime soon because you know that weed is now recreationally legal. <laughs> and I was like, what does that have to do with me? <laughs> She's like, like come oh, on. no, I just need you to be here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sure you do. <laughs> That's, no, nothing like 
God, you don't know them. <laughs> Weird. But um, that's funny. So I guess we go to Eric. Uh, we go to Oregon if if we're having some you know mental health issues and we've maybe fought in Iraq or Afghanistan and yeah. we can't get you know can't you want to be a head. survivalist yeah. who wants to smoke crack and just sit there with an AK forty seven wait for the troops of Biden to come they're not to your door gonna be let's be clear they're not selling like heroin and crack <laughs> like it's not legal right. recreationally right. it is just legal to possess small amounts that's of it that's the oddest thing no, I've they're, ever they're selling it they're yeah they're not well, legally okay nobody sells it legally except for the weed stores what weed weed stores weed heroin heroin's oh, no, not we're legal. Not, we're selling talking, heroin no, in the we're weed store about, no no they're not let's make that clear no they're not so <laughs> I'm saying it's not legal to sell heroin anywhere correct However, using it is however, not illegal, if you're high on it, you're fine. <laughs> well, you're well fine, I mean, you could be I mean, dying, but you could you're be dying. Fine. If you're foaming at the mouth, you might want to seek attention. It's true. Just, and that's true for anything. It's yeah. true. That's just true as a yeah. blanket statement across the, across the board. Well, Val and, and Jeremy really didn't want to talk about this, but we cannot talk about women in the service without talking about veteran suicide. And I'm sorry. Male and female. I, I don't care yeah, about the 100%. men. I don't. Well. I care about the women <laughs> yeah. and the fact that this is happening to them as well. Because women, hopefully, are more likely to look for help. Um, and if they do go so, yeah. to, you know, um, a veterans hospital or veterans center to get some help, mm-hmm. you know, that's a good thing. Um, men... Sadly, I don't think they're... I mean, this is across the board. I don't men think just men are as likely to go get, get help, help period, they don't get for, help anything. for anything, whether they're in the service or not. Right. Um, I think uh, being in the service probably takes its toll. I don't want to say... I kind of want to say more so on women than men because men see a lot of horrible combat. Women are starting to see that. But, but it's the way women think about things, I think. It is, yeah. and it's the way women are treated in the military. For sure. Because a Absolutely. lot of things happen to women that is yeah. not being reported. Yep. It's being They're reported more, but not as much. Right. There's, um, they'll, they'll group it under a hazing incident, which is not hazing. It's torture. It's rape. It's abuse. A lot of that is going on, and you, you're not allowed to talk about it. Or your life will be ruined. Well, so Yeah, you're allowed to talk about it, but nobody's going to do gonna anything. Nobody's going to believe you. Nobody's going to do anything. And that's got to be maddening. Right. And so that's well, why remember, the suicide rates right. And remember them talking about all that crap general. going on at Fort Hood? Yeah. I mean, how can one base have all of that be going on and nobody doing anything? Nobody's doing anything about it. And then, I think I told this story, but... So stop me if I have. Um, I was in a veteran's... Um, I was in a veteran's um, symposium, basically, mm-hmm for women mm-hmm. um, over in Tampa at USF. Mm-hmm. Somebody was like, you should go. I think it's going to be very interesting. It's got lots of information in it. And so um, I just, people were just talking about things and help. And there were, um, there were a couple of army girls in the back and they stood up and said, and this blew my mind and maybe it will make me cry again. I'm sorry. But these two ladies, they mm-hmm. stood up in the back and they said, who's going to help us? And I, I was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. They said, who is going to help us? I said, uh-oh. The one lady said, I have been raped five times <gasps> since I've been in the service. And my, I'm sure my mouth dropped wide open. And I was like, this can't be true true life right now. And this probably not everybody in story. there was mm-hmm. probably the, thinking of the you same mindset. You did tell the story before, but it I was on a way earlier. Okay. So, yeah. so anyway, so I think what ended up happening is they got her with some people to help her. Mm-hmm. But it does, again, I know it happens in every service. I mm-hmm. get that. Mm-hmm. I hope it doesn't happen as much in the, in the Air Force because in my heart, I feel like the Air Force is a better service Mm -hmm. than some of the other ones and that's very um you know very sophomoric of me and i'm just like it's my service that was your home that was your those are your people so you don't want to think that that's happening but i remember talking to some ladies in the in the army when i was younger and Mm -hmm. they were like they don't care about us they're not taking care of us and so then this fort hood thing pops up and i'm Mm -hmm. like it's still happening they're still not caring for people how is that okay and How is it just like what the West Point 
It was the same right. kind of thing yeah. that was happening at West Point, and yep. it was happening to men. It was especially happening to women, right. and it was just like, oh, there's nothing going. On. There's nothing, to see, nothing here. to see here. Don't worry about it. Don't right. look behind the curtain. There's yeah. nothing to see here, and you know, if you do talk about it, you are punished. You right. are something negative happens. Yeah. I mean, to you. eventually, you'll never make rank, and the, you'll you're, have to get you're out. You're going to be drummed out. You're right. going to be disgraced, and you'll but never now, have any. But good now life. that we know how many women are in charge, okay? Mm-hmm. So there's a women, a woman commandant. There's a woman who is in charge of I'm, I'm just I don't know this for sure but mm-hmm. I know that women are now in charge yeah why aren't they doing something? why aren't they doing something about why it? why isn't there a because whole... keeping their mouth shut right. enabled them to get to that status maybe enabled to get to that level of power and by keeping their mouth shut that's how they got to that level of power yeah it's just and if I you mean, keep your mouth yeah. shut better things will happen to you you have to take the bad shit in order to get where you need to be in life, and that is 100% wrong. So this sounds really crazy that we're, like, kind of bashing all of this, and and yet we're like, hey, go in the service. It's a great place to be. It's a great place to decide what your life is going to be. Yes, do yes. that. Yes to but both. But keep your eyes open. Yes. And if somebody says you can't say anything, the answer to that is bullshit. Bullshit, I you can, can say. And you have to. Because what do we always say? At the if, end of the day, right. you only have yourself. And if, you know... It's, you it's, have to be able to yeah. live with yourself. Yeah. And fuck those people who think they can tell you what to do, what not to do, that's good for you. If something bad happens to you, what do we teach our children? Right. You have to say something. Right. If somebody bad says something to you, you have to tell an adult. You have to tell somebody. So if you see it, say it. But on mm-hmm. that same line, mm-hmm. if it happens to you, Most definitely say it. Say it. Yes. Because you that's the only way we're going to get stronger. That's the only way mm-hmm. we're going to make this nonsense stop. If you see something, say something. If yeah. something happens to you, to you say something. Yeah. Yeah. Because your time in the military is going to be just a small fraction of your oh, life. Really? You have to live with that for the rest of right. your life. And if it means that they're going to do something horrible to you and kick you out, so fucking what? You have the rest of your life to live. You know, it's it's very You funny have to know that you stood up for yourself. That I, when I was stationed in Japan, so no kids yet, no husbands yet. So I was, there was a, I worked um, as a graphic artist who in the same office were photographers and in the same artists were videographers. Mm. So the boss in charge of the vi- of the photography guys he said to me one day he said shannon i'd really like to do some boudoir photos of you and i was like you what what (laughs) you know little shannon so young um and he said it again and i and i was like what does that mean Mm. because you know young and um he said oh you know in some lingerie and some just pretty pictures i was like i don't think i'm gonna be able to do that because i (laughs) i'm very shy then Mm. um and so i wasn't they couldn't do that. But then, so that was that was that guy. And then another guy who worked under him, who was probably in his mid-30s, mm. he said some, he did some different stuff. He used to talk about the way I was built. Oh. So the boss, the big boss at the time, mm-hmm. happens to be living here in Tampa, mm-hmm. and he's my friend, and we get together, well, before pandemic, we got together pretty often, and he says to me sometimes, he's like, I can't believe you never said anything. I said, but I didn't know what was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because also, they're, just like, a, they're innocently saying, hey, I just like to do this. And you're yeah. like, no. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. So then it was let right. go. It was right. so. also like a different time. It was yeah. a different time. Which and sucks yeah. still. But... I know. But at the time, I, mm-hmm. I was fine. I mm-hmm. just could walk away. It wasn't a big deal. You weren't coerced. You right. weren't. But, but he's like, that was absolutely completely inappropriate. Uh, yeah. And how did I not know it was happening? I said, because I didn't tell you. Because I didn't know. Yeah, because you don't... Now we're, I think we're so much more yeah, aware oh yeah. of yeah. what yeah, these things sure. can lead to. And back then it was like, oh, and you said no, so it, was a, it yeah. wasn't a yeah, quote it was unquote, wrong. reportable It was incident. wrong right. back then, but it was like, oh, they're just being like yeah, dudes. Just oh, guys. they're just doing it. I know yeah. this is wrong, but I said no and yeah. nothing happened. So exactly. it's a non-issue. It's not like somebody was like grabbing me to come and put but then that again, outfit on. But, then, blah, but blah, now blah. we think, what if he said this to somebody else and they said yes mm-hmm. and then he took advantage of them right. and so 
something instead of shutting this guy down. I am the universal party pooper at my job. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and just in general. The but, UPP, if you yeah. will. <laughs> the universal the party pooper. The UPP, because if you will. I work with like kind of gross dude bros all the time. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I am the universal like, hey, you sh- you can't say you that. You probably that's shouldn't that. say You're that. Like, I'm yeah. pretty, I'm 100% yeah. sure you need to stop talking about that. I'm like, yeah, that's real bad. Like, you can't say that. <laughs> They're always like, oh, yeah. Damn it, Jeremy. They're like, Thank you for showing us the error of your ways. Get out. Yeah. They're always like, oh, yeah, that is kind of gross. We'll talk like, about yeah. it yeah, If you think about what yeah. you just said, right. when it just spews out of their mouth, and then Jeremy causes them to pause and think, and they're like, Oh, yeah, I am kind of gross. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm kind of a pig. Yeah, I should probably rein that in. <laughs> so, I mean, just just things have changed. Um, for the better. Yeah, for but sure. But there are still some things going so on. So many issues. Oh, yeah. So many. But, but the question is, are they issues forever that women... I have to stop saying, so the question is. I say that a lot. Yeah, but still. Is, <laughs> is it that all over the world... In this time that women will always be, is it objectified? Is that the right word? Or sexually abused or sexually harassed? Is, yeah, it, is it ever going to be not be an issue? Correct. Well, I think that it, uh, Kevin's, this takes me to Kevin's, I'm not going to say that. This takes me <laughs> to an interesting little meme I saw yesterday. That <laughs> You've said, already put it out I there. know, damn it. <laughs> and I know they're not listening, so it's fine. But, um... He believes there's only two sexes. So who that, is this other person? Yeah. Um, but in my head, I'm thinking. So maybe if we ever get to the point where it's not only yeah male, female, male, black, female, or white. Yeah. Yep. Yep. yep maybe that, that's the day when that everybody is becomes the day when, Yeah. When when people don't say, "Oh, I'm going to abuse her," because she's a woman. Yes, she's yes. down here. So perhaps she's not a woman. How yeah. do you know? And so maybe don't don't think that. That's going to be your next victim because maybe she's not going to be that's your next victim. Also, like light years I know. away oh, from now. Damn it! Unfortunately, I but know. it is good that a lot more people are thinking in oh, those yeah, directions, sure. thinking in those terms, right. thinking in those broader things. So maybe we are kind of because wouldn't it be wonderful? Wouldn't it be just amazing mm. if this woman that you're trying to abuse? is like this underneath all of her her uniforms or whatever. She's the buffest bitch you've ever seen. Yeah. And she will kill you. She will lay your ass out. Because I can see it in my head. Yeah. I can see you going after her and her saying... Listen, Listen, bitch, douchebag. You're my bitch, and I'm gonna kick your ass, and I'm gonna drag you in front of the public forum ever. This will be the last time you do it, and I'm gonna put your face out in the public. First, I'm gonna kick your ass, (laughs) (laughs) make you feel like a little bitch, and then I'm gonna spray your name (laughs) and your picture for the whole world to see. Public shaming is the worst form of punishment, and I love it. It's great. Best. But worse. Overall, yeah, like, like yes. not repeat offending. So like, public humiliation is the best form Number of one. punishment. Number one. 100%. Think, Val, that we've now found, found our, our new job. job. <laughs> we <laughs> The public yes. humiliation yes. squad. Yes! You know all PHS. those... You know all those... <laughs> You know all those people that do those beautiful murals? Ours are not going to be so pretty. (laughs) Oh, they'll be lovely. They're just going to call you out on your shit. We were talking before we started recording about, like, the pedophile hunter squads. Yeah. That is what they do. Like, they out that's all they, they do out. is like they set up a meeting, they pretend to be like a 14 year old yep. girl or like yeah, a 12 year old boy. We'll go online and, and do all this other stuff. They say, like, oh, meet me at the airport. Yep. And then, like, the whole news crew is there. Yeah, you show NBC up with your or... phone and like four other people all with their phones and they're like, oh, hey, are you? And then you're here like, to meet. I've seen those videos. Oh, hey, are you go, name redacted? Hey, like, you're such and such. Yeah. Well, you're here to meet a 14 year old boy. And then no, they I'm not. And like, Yeah, you are because <laughs> I'm that 14 year old. Yeah, and they're like, well, we have all the chat logs. Then we've already. That's not them to me. Police, that's not me. So. You know, oh, the police you. do the same thing. Oh yeah. yeah. 
in Florida all yeah. the time. And what because is that? Where NBC do, where do had I a go? Program yes. With, what's his face? Yeah. Yeah. Predator. I like yeah, that. Yeah, to catch a predator. Yeah. That yes, was really that cool. Was and good. they go right into your house. So it's not like because Florida's yeah. the place where all the where all of the pedophiles go to disappear. And yeah. also like huge human trafficking human center trafficking. in Tampa. I would have thought that Miami was number one. No, it's Tampa Bay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Human trafficking. I believe we had a patient who I believed was oh, being yes, trafficked, right. and then yeah. they just disappeared yep. before anything could be done uh, about it. it was my old terrible. roommate and I did binge most of To Catch a Predator <laughs> over the course of like two days a couple years ago, and it's so now they're just on the lookout. It is. It's so repetitive. <laughs> that, that guy's a predator. Just, like, I can tell. Yeah, you just notice things where it's like anyone showing up to a house with like a pizza, you're immediately <laughs> like. He's there to meet some Yeah. <laughs> you just give that squint to any, also, any well, delivery person. Made it so also, they, they walk into a room and it is just Chris Hansen mm-hmm. and they've got the pizza and he's like, yeah, sit down. He's like, I'm just, I'm just delivering this pizza. And it's like, like no, you're not. No, you're not. Like, no, you're not. You don't even work there. <laughs> yeah, like, you can't say you're a pizza delivery you're person. Not, you know you just bought the pizza, yeah. Oh, I'm just here delivering for... Papa John. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. the last thing, again, I just want to touch on this. I'm sorry that we're trying to get away from it, but it has to be said. So every single day, 20 women and men mm. commit suicide that were in the service. 20. 20 may not seem like a lot of people 20 to you, but 20, but 20 a, day. a day is... One a day is too many. Right. I don't care. A death at the hands of your own self or at the hands of anybody else. A death period. Whether it's from COVID or suicide. But the death as somebody's suicide to me is just so much sadder. I agree. I just think it's awful. When you and get so, to that point where you just have nothing left. You just right. have no hope. And then it makes me think, what are they doing? Are they home alone? Are they doing all by themselves? This, right? Are they dying with nobody alone to talk to? With nobody Which, to. of course, people are like, "Well, that's happening at COVID with COVID right now." Okay, we're not talking about. We are a little. I mean, bit that's younger. also a shame. It is a it's shame. It's a very big shame. But any kind of like that, I said, any death. Yeah, that but I'm this taking one, they're by my life yes. alone because I've thought about it, and nothing means anything to nothing. me. Nothing, and this is the only option you have. Right. I've been there, mm-hmm. and I tried, and I was by myself. Yep. So now it's my turn to cry. Yeah. I just can't imagine. I know. Me neither. Well, I can. I can imagine. Because I do too. Yeah. And I have. And the last time that I actually talked to somebody at the VA, they're like, we're going to put you in the, in the hospital. I'm like, I'm fine. Yeah. I just thought about it mm-hmm. a little bit. You know, because that's what happens. Yeah. You think about it and then you can't stop thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I never went to war. I don't know what these poor people are doing, but I was in the service. I saw what it did to some people. Yeah. Um, life goes on. It's not always happy. It's not always wonderful. But if you know a veteran, help them. Talk to them. See if there's something you can do to make their life better. You know, we're trying to make everything happy here, but it's not always happy. It's not. And, you know, we want to do our part and things can get better they absolutely can get better and if you are at the point where you're like they can't i don't know how it's going to happen well it's okay if you don't know we've been there there's other people that do yes and And you find one thing in your life that gives you joy one thing if it's your favorite cheesecake i don't care what it is if it's the sound of a cat purring. I don't, it's something that inconsequential. It's a reason to stay. And there are so many, um, uh, so many resources. Yeah. Resources and places you can go and talk to. Wounded warrior project is Mm -hmm. one of them. They don't just talk to wounded warriors. If if, okay. So maybe you don't have a wound on the outside, but maybe you have a wound wound on on the the inside and you don't have to see combat. Right. To have a you wound don't. on the inside Absolutely for military, not. especially if you're a female and you've yeah. had, maybe you haven't been raped. Maybe you've had some, and I use the word hazing and it's a horrible word because it doesn't describe what actually goes on. Maybe you've been 
bullied, tortured, mentally, psychologically, right. physically, anything in the military or otherwise. But right now we're focusing on, on military members. You don't have to have a visible scar. No, absolutely not. And and most people don't. That's why nobody knows what they're going if through. If you've been treated less than right. in any way, shape, or form. And you're then, just not sure how you're going to get through another day. Please talk please. to somebody. There are so many organizations Reach that can help us. you. Reach out to us on our podcast site. Pink yep. underscore notes underscore podcast Val on Val and I have both dealt with this. Jeremy yeah. knows Jeremy's what this is about. Jeremy's been in the depths of depression. Oh, I know. He's been there as well. We all have. The so, National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. Um, Wounded Warrior Project, I think it's .org. I'm going to double check that. And there's also another thing. I think it's called Redline. And um, those guys do nothing but talk about suicide. And they are there for you. I bet that they, just like the uh, suicide crisis line, they're probably there 24 hours a day Mm -hmm. just waiting to talk to you. And those are people, if you were in the service, those are people who know what you're going through. There are also new uh, text-based Oh. oh, that's so that nice. So you don't actually have yeah. to talk oh, to I anybody. Like that. The Wounded Warrior Project is um, 888-WWP-ALUM, A-L-U-M. It's 888-997-2586. It's toll-free for help, and they will uh, find a program and resource for you. They can help you with absolutely anything you need, whether it's um, physical rehab, right. doctors, mental health, suicide prevention, anything you need help with. Just say, listen, you know what? I'm just having a bad day and nobody gets it. These people get it. Right. Mm-hmm. They've been there. It's yep. it's staffed by people who have been there and who absolutely get it. So Veterans Day is going to be after we um, post this. So hopefully on Wednesday you reached out and said hi to somebody. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as... Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with me. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm right on the verge. And, and then it's just, just to say thanks for your service and that can I help you with anything. And you know what? We care about you. Yeah. If nothing else, that's a reason to stay here. We don't even know you. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Come on. You Reach are out important. to us. We will buy you lunch. We will buy you dinner. We will... We'll buy you we'll, coffee. We'll, we'll go to your house and take whatever craziness you we'll have down and scratch off sure lottery that, ticket, whatever you want. Oh, <laughs> That'd be great. I only I spent forty and one fifteen. <laughs> Damn it! So, but it's okay. It is okay. That's it, right. It, everything's gonna be okay. I always say this, and people, I don't think people enjoy it because I say it all the time. Everything's gonna go be okay, and if it's not gonna be okay, it's still gonna be okay. It's true. It sounds corny, and I don't care. That's how I live my life now, and I just thank God for any blessing that I woke up today. For sure. I mean, even I mean, if you're sitting there and you're like, I don't have anybody that loves me. That's not a that's true not statement. true because we do. We do. I and love maybe you have a mom. Every human maybe being on I mean, the for goodness sakes, maybe you have a hamster. Yeah, your hamster loves you. Maybe you've got cockroaches. They, they care enough you. to be there. It doesn't exactly matter. It right. sounds corny, and I'm not making light of this, but th- there is a reason right. for you to get up every single day. You yeah. have to find it, and things can be total shit. You can be in the worst situation of your life, and hopefully if you're listening to this podcast, then there's something good going on yeah. in your life. And I hope if you're listening to this and you're not somebody who's at their wits' ends, but you maybe know somebody who's struggling, get those, you're, you're thinking tell them to those yourself, phone numbers, have them listen to our podcast. Something's wrong with them. I, I don't feel know like what it something's is. wrong with them. I do. You just get a vibe. You can get a yeah. vibe from yep. somebody that says, you know, something's just not right. Are you okay? Just reach out and say, hey, you're okay. You're just not yourself lately. We all just and have you to don't help know. each other. That's the bottom line. Yeah. yeah. Check on your friends. Check, Check on, on your friends. friends. A right. sign um, of somebody who's thinking about suicide. Uh, this is one of the things that you, you can clue in on. And it may not mean it, but this is a big sign. If somebody's very sad, they're withdrawn, um, you don't see them around much. They're less They're talkative. Giving you all They're giving of their you records. All of their, but all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, they just suddenly seem real happy. They've made the They've decision made to do yeah. it. So yeah. you need to intervene. You go, yeah. wow, you've been so sad lately, and now you just seem so happy. I'm like, no, everything's fine. They've already made a decision. You need to step in. Mm-hmm. That's right. Because it's not that they've just snapped out of right. their depression or they've snapped out of a funk. They've Without made a help. decision. Yeah. So you still need to step in. That's right. Because they feel better that the weight of the world is going to be lifted because it's all going to be over soon. And that's one of the signs you have to look for. So bottom line, 
If you don't remember anything today, 20 veterans a, a day. day. Get a hold of us. Somehow. Somehow. And or we got one you. of those numbers. That's right. Email us at um, P-P-I-N-K-N-O-T-E-S-S at gmail.com. That's our that's our email. It's quick and easy. It's pink notes, two P's, two S's, or pink underscore notes underscore podcast on Instagram. Yep. Either way. Or, you know, we're on Instagram. Go for the link in our bio. Um, listen to our podcast. Yeah. We're we'll fine. cheer you up. We yeah, cry. Usually. We laugh. We talk about dark subjects. We talk about funny subjects. We try to put some of each in every podcast. You um, know, and we... Some of the people that love us, the girls, the women that love us, you know, we are so thankful for them 100%. because they make us realize that we can reach people. We and can. so we want to reach you. If it's 16 people a week, yeah. <laughs> we're reaching somebody. We That's know. almost 20. We don't know. I think the and number's 20 up to is 22. Ooh. What? Magical. Thanks. So anyway, so, so uh, we didn't mean to be, I didn't mean to pull it down, but it... it just some stuff has that to had be said. to be said. It had to be said. So if you didn't want to spend like the whole episode, yeah, but she it had to talk to me down from that. So, <laughs> but we love you. We do. Be kind. Yep. Thanks for your support, twenty-two Absolutely. regulars and it all you be, other people. It might be more now. It was twenty-two oh, when I uploaded Jeremy, the last one. Stop teasing. Us I will check immediately oh, after this one. Immediately. I gotta go celebrate that with a Milky Way. All right. Until next time, my friends, be kind. This is Valerie. I'm Shannon. That was Jeremy. Thanks. And thanks for listening to Pink Notes.